Thanks for joining the podcast with Tamara Gondor. Conversations with everyday innovators that reject status quo, think differently, and make a positive difference in their world. Listen in so you can ignite innovation, influence others, and make an impact too. And now your host, CrossFit addict, knee-high sock lover, and according to her kids, average cook, Tamara Gondor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So good to have everyone back together. I I know I say this all the time, but I love my job. And part of the reason I love what I do is because, you know, I travel the country and I meet people who are just super cool and super innovative and just rocking their jobs and their work and their life. And I have now this opportunity to ask them to be on the show too. So I don't have to keep these conversations that I have with these people as a secret to myself and all this knowledge that I'm gaining, I get to share it with the world. And to me, that's pretty exciting. And today is no exception. I've known this woman for a long, long time, and I've seen her innovate and work hard and be dedicated to her craft. So I'm excited to have her on today. Let me tell you a little bit about her everyday innovator style before we get going. So Renelle is an instinctual collaborative. So the instinctual part is all about seeing patterns and insights and trends. It's about connecting dots in new and meaningful ways, a much more circuitous path of thinking. People who are instinctuals like Renelle often have like gut reactions to things because things are happening so fast while the rest of us are like, let me walk through my logic to get there. The collaborative side is all about pulling disparate people and ideas and experiences together to create innovation. I like to think of it as like they take all these puzzle pieces from all these different places and put it together to create the picture. So the magic in this innovation style, the way they innovate and the value they bring to the table, the instinctual collaborative is they bring connective and whole innovation to the table. So Renelle, welcome to the show. So good to see you. I know you, but tell the world who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, Thank you for having me, Tamara. We've known each other for, I think, 10 years. So that's Yeah, um, I am Rennell Smith. I'm the VP of Relationship Management with Montana's Credit Unions. We are the Trade Association for Credit Unions in Montana. Um, I plan education and events for credit unions uh, in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Uh, We contract with those other associations to provide education and event planning uh, and oversee business partnerships uh, in Montana. So... Very busy time of year for me right now. I know. Well, as we're recording, the world knows it's like meeting season is really kicked off. And don't you find, Renelle, that it's it's almost doubly kicked off because people are eager to get back together after having not been together for a year and a half, two years. So it's like April's become crazy town. For sure. Uh, Yeah. I have got three annual meetings in the next two months, not even two months, I think. So we are kind of back to normal somewhat. Uh, especially Montana and the Dakotas. Uh, yeah, things are just moving along and fast paced and everybody's excited to get together. So, and I just want, I want to say for the world who's, you know, not everybody out there is a meeting planner, event planner. I just want to say the next time you go to any meeting, like larger meeting, any conference, any trade show, like any of that, I just want you to think about all the pieces that had to come together to make that happen. And that's what Renell does because it's like, it's pretty incredible to put all the pieces together. So let me ask you this, Renelle, with all that, I just want, I wanted the world to know, like, it's a, there's a lot that goes into that job. It's not just simple as like, I book a hotel and people come. Um, What is a recent win or something that you're proud of? Oh boy, boy, I would say getting through COVID at all. Um, And I'm pretty um, lucky to have the job that I have that uh, 
I didn't lose my job during COVID. I know a lot of third-party event planners did, which was excruciatingly hard, and the hospitality industry was really hit um, due to that. But, you know, being innovative and finding new ways to reach our credit unions, you know, with education, uh, you know, virtually, and then, you know, moving into hybrid, uh, trying to reach them virtually and in person at the same time, different audiences. So, I would say that was a huge win. And now coming out on the other side and getting back to somewhat normal, uh, it's been really tough, I think, on the hospitality industry for sure. Um, you know, hotels rewriting contracts and moving events and moving them again, thinking things are going to get better and then they don't. So I would say it's a win to come out on the other side of that. I agree. And I got to say what I what I love about that story you shared, Rennell, is, is not just um it's, there's two things that you said, actually, that I just want to highlight. One is, you know, you, the stories you shared about going virtual, then hybrid, like all the changes you made are, are innovation that happened in, in the moment, right? It wasn't like, we have a plan for a year from now, we're going to add this value, this innovation. It was like, oh my God, it's May and we have to do something, right? And innovation came out of that. But also your incredible incredible ability to stay nimble. Um, you just said it, right? It's still a little bit in chaos. Things are like opening up, but that doesn't mean that things are normal. Now we have worker shortages. Like there's all these other issues happening, right? So it's not like it's not like oh, and now we're fine. Totally. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I I just think that those two things are really important. I think for all of us listening, to just remember like innovation is is about change and pivoting and adapting, but it's also just about being willing to stay nimble and being willing to being okay with and prepared for change, which doesn't mean you're prepared for the specifics of the change, but it means you're prepared that it's coming, right? Like, you know, it's coming, it's going to come. So what's a story of innovation or something where you thought differently or created a breakthrough to drive innovative ideas or move the business forward? You know, it's interesting. You talked about my innovator style. And when I was listening to you say that, I thought, have I always had that or did I learn that due to this job? It's kind of interesting to ponder that. But I feel like education and event planning, you just are always doing that no matter what's going on. Uh, you're not in control of anything. There's so many moving pieces. Uh, you have speakers, hotels, uh, technical difficulties, you know, difficulties with um, your audience, it's, it just, you roll with the punches when it comes to events, because there's always something going on and it may not be what you anticipate or what you want to happen at that time either. So, you know, being innovative and trying to, um, stay positive and keep things moving without your, uh, audience knowing that things might be going wrong or something's happening. (laughs) So, I mean, that, that to me is the biggest thing to not, um, not let anyone, not, not let it get you down, not let troubles that are happening, get you down, keep pushing forward and be innovative with the situation and keep it going. Well, I think what you said in there is so important, which is that and keep it going. I think sometimes we run into those brick walls and like, we just stop, right? We just, we don't even know what to do. And, and I, I mean, I've been to several events that you have, you know, been the planner behind and whatever has gone wrong. I didn't know. I can tell you that for sure. And, and, and something always goes wrong, to your point. And I, I actually really appreciate that you said that because I think we we think, well, I prepped, I've planned. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I um, did a tech check and then the tech broke live. Like, even though we did the tech check 10 times, it doesn't matter, right? Like something, but there's a different variable that makes it that makes it happen then. And one of the things that I've seen you do brilliantly, Renaud, I just, I just want to say, because you're so humble that you won't be like, I'm amazing at this. So I'm going to tell the world you are. 
um, is on the spot innovation when things are going wrong. And I just, I don't remember the specifics now, but we were, well, we were in Minnesota and something that wasn't going or something didn't at the reception, there was something that, that went wrong. And now I can't even remember exactly what it was. But you just like jumped in and were like, all right, well, we can't do that. So we're going to do this and this and this instead. And it was like so in the moment and whatever it was fixed the problem before the rest of the world, everybody else there having drinks and eating barbecue even knew the problem happened. So kudos to you for that, because I think oftentimes great innovation happens because we have no choice. Like we're just there. We're like, we got to jump in, but we have to not let paralysis hold us back. Yeah. And I can't even tell you what happened because there's been so many events since then that I have no idea. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you, but yeah, that, I mean, that's the key. You just, you have to keep going. I mean, there's, you know, it's an event and you're, you're there to provide education and an entertainment for a crowd of people. So you just push through and, and get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that mindset. I think that's a great lesson for all of us of like, just push through, do it, just push through. And I actually kind of appreciate that you don't remember what the challenge was because it just kind of says like you handled it and you moved on, right? Like it doesn't have to actually stick with you too. Like, I love that. Um, what Speaking of challenges, what is a challenge that you faced and how have you overcome it? A personal challenge or a, a um, Well, like I said, COVID was a challenge for sure. And push through that. Um, Um, one of the things that, so you and I were talking offline about this once, um, one of the things that you mentioned to me was like, one of the things that you did to get through the last couple of years was create a lot of like, I'm not using the right language, but zoom checkups, check-ins with people. Like you and I met for coffee for a while there, like every week, like, was it important to you to, to connect with people? Like, how did you, what helped you push through that? Yeah, for sure. Um, you and I talked, I think we had a weekly meeting. Where yeah, we for a while there, yeah. Wonderful. It was so, so much fun. Um, my, I have a great staff, a terrific staff and awesome coworkers that um, our events just wouldn't be as good as they are without the staff um, at our office. But I have weekly meetings with my um, staff too. And it's definitely helped us uh, stay as a group, stay working together, stay on top of things. Uh, we're very organized. Uh, so it really helps to meet weekly. And, you know, I, it, I spent a lot of time with family during COVID, which was terrific. I mean, that was the one good thing that came out of COVID, right, is having more time with your family, um, talking to relatives via Zoom that you don't normally talk to, but you talk to because you had time, uh, you know, you had that time at home and more time to be together. So do, do you miss that now? I'm just, I'm asking, cause like, I, I do think that um, I've worked really hard. I've gotten busier. Of course we all have in, in other different ways. Um, but I've worked really hard to try to maintain some of the good things that actually came out of COVID. I mean, like, you know, checking in with people more, spending more time with my family. Like I think some good things came out of it that I don't know that I miss and that I'm trying to push forward. No, I totally agree. Uh, it was a nice slower pace. It was definitely nice. It forced us all to slow down a little bit. You know, I wasn't doing live events, so I wasn't traveling. Uh, so it definitely was energizing to have that time where you're not as, you know, rushed and busy and trying to do a hundred things at one time. So 
I, I, I hope that all of us have taken a little, at least some lesson out of slowing down a little bit here and there. Cause it really, I don't know. I miss a little bit of that. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. During COVID I did do, I uh, read a book by Shirzad Shamin, uh, positive intelligence that was super terrific. Um, and also did a online session uh, with a group on that book, on that topic. And it just was amazing uh, how staying positive and, you know, retraining your mind to the positive will help your life. And it's, it's been terrific. I, I would definitely suggest doing that. You're listening to Conversations with Everyday Innovators on with Tamara Gondor Podcast. Let's take a moment to thank our generous partners that make this possible. I want to take a moment to talk about my friends at Howdy Puppy. Dogs experience all the same problems as humans when it comes to joint pain, anxiety, digestion, and arthritis. A great way to help our four-legged family members with these ailments is with CBD-infused pet treats. Who doesn't like treats? As you longtime listeners know, my Mastiff Zoe is part of my family, but is getting older and has some anxiety issues when strangers come around. Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats has totally changed her disposition, and I know she feels like her young, energetic, confident self when she gets Howdy Puppy CBD Dog Treats. There are many CBD-infused dog treats on the market, but the truth is that many of them are overpriced and ineffective. We've looked at dozens of CBD dog treats and found most of them disappointing. Howdy Puppy is among the best brands in the CBD pet business. They deliver consistent quality and their treats look and taste amazing, according to our dogs, of course. The company makes CBD dog treats in three flavors, steak, bacon, and cheese rolls. All of Howdy Puppy CBD treats contain natural ingredients, including high-quality full-spectrum hemp oil, all sourced and made in the USA. Full disclosure, I'm an investor in Howdy Puppy, but before I put my name on the company, I had an independent lab in Denver, Colorado, verify the quality and consistency of their treats. They are truly as advertised. Go online today at howdypuppy.com, link will also be in the show notes, and use promo code TAMARA, T-A-M-A-R-A, that's me, to get 20% off the absolute best CBD dog treats on the market. You will not be disappointed. Howdypuppy.com, promo code TAMARA. Don't let them suffer needlessly. Let them enjoy life too. So this kind of leads into my next question, which is, I was going to ask you, what does it mean to you? Let me ask you two questions because they might go hand in hand. Um, what does it mean to you to be an everyday innovator? And I guess I kind of want to follow up with that of like, what are some of the lessons you learned about how to stay positive? Cause I, I actually, right now I'm going to, I'm going to just pull back the curtain and say that I've had so many conversations with people about being more stressed now than they even were a year ago. And I think that has a lot to do, not just with COVID, but I think it has to do with inflation and prices and just worker short, like all everything else going on in the world. I don't need to name it. We all know. Um, so I'm curious to you, like, how do you stay innovative and kind of fresh on a daily basis? But I want to add positive in there too, because I think that's so important. Yeah, it's it's definitely important. And I've I've tried to instill this in my kids too, that it doesn't do any good to worry or um, be mad or be down about things. It only hurts you inside to do that. Uh, positivity, I just think is 
really the way to go. And I've learned that through this book, but also in my job where, you know, if something's going wrong and you freak out, it's going to trail down to everyone else. Everyone else is going to be upset and freak so out. So true. Yeah. And things are going to go worse um, instead of better. So I, it seems, you know, like since I've been doing event planning that I've learned that lesson and especially in the last few years. Yeah, that is so true. I love what you just said there about how it trickles out to other people. And I'm just going to use a personal example real quick. I'll just say, I mean, most people know I have two teenage boys, but if I'm making dinner, this happened the other night, I was, I, my head was somewhere else and I was stressed out about something and I was making dinner and some, one of them asked me a question and I snapped back and I really didn't need to snap back. And we all have our moments, of course. Right. But then five minutes later, um, he snapped at his brother and I was like, oh, that's on me. Like I caused that chain reaction down the right. path. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's, I mean, it's hard to, you know, do that all the time, but I really try. I really try to and lead by example and try to be positive as much as I can. But I bet that's people why, why people love to work with you too. And I think what I saw that night in that story, I was trying to not so articulately share because I can't remember the details. I just remember being very impressed of like, go Renelle, like way to just get in there and handle it is, and you weren't handling it alone. There were other people kind of, you know, part of the story um, is, is I think we want to work for someone who's like, okay, how do we push forward? All right. How do we, how do we solve this? Right. Not someone who's going to wallow in the shit of it, which is very, I think very easy to do. Um, and I, so I think there's a lot of power in that, like in leadership in, and, and not to say, I mean, tell me if you think differently, I don't think it's about avoiding reality or having rose colored glasses on, but it is about being positive about how you can move forward. Is that is that fair to say? Exactly. Yes, definitely fair to say. And, you know, education and events takes a team, uh, not just a planner. It definitely takes a team, which which would be hiring innovative, awesome speakers like Tamara. Um, Go on. <laughs> and having, <laughs> yeah. And having a team of great people to work with. So, you know, it, you know, if you're leading that charge, it's, you know, it's only going to go up if you're being positive and, and trying to make it the best you can. Yeah. So, um, you know, you had said in the beginning that you're, that you're, this is your busy season and I know it is. So, uh, you know, this is, even if in the last few years hadn't existed, April is, is when things really start to kick up for conferences and events and this whole industry really, um, I, I, I've always admired your ability to just get it all done. How, how do you think about balancing it all? I mean, you are managing a lot of different events. Each one has a lot of different moving parts. Plus you have family, plus you have a life. Plus, like, how do you, I'm just, I would love to hear how you think about managing the to-dos. Well, first of all, I get up and run. <laughs> and you know that about me because uh, we both do that, but that is my stress relief. So I have to get up and do that. And then I can tackle the rest of the day. Yeah. The rest of the day is easier to tackle. Um, I try to be very organized, but like I said, I have a great staff too. So um, I'm more personal relationships, so I can be kind of here and there and everywhere and trying to do too much uh, where I have a staff person that kind of brings me down and she's like, okay, and gets me organized. And I don't know what I would do without her. So that's terrific. Um, yeah. I just, I just roll with it. I've been doing it 10, no, well, since 2008. So I've been doing it a really long time. Uh, it's different. Every event is different, but uh, you know, you, you know, the bits and pieces of it. So you just try to stay organized and make to-do lists. And I love, first of all, you don't have to be a runner 
<clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I just, I did a triathlon this weekend and now I've like, oh, I've like just, you know, continually like coughing. Like I've got post triathlon cough. Um, I love what you said about running because not because people out there need to be runners. Not everybody's a runner. Um, I run, but I'm not a runner, two different things. But I love what you said about that because I think if we find something that relieves our stress in the morning, we go through the day better and less stressed. And what I find is that the mornings that I skip something, even if I can't work out, even if it's just taking a moment to meditate and drink my coffee or like something else that like feels good for me and minimizes my stress, my rest of my day is more stressful. So I hope everybody out there just takes a moment to find something, anything that just actually removes the stress before it even begins. Cause that's kind of how I look at it. Totally. Like a routine. I'm very routine oriented and I have my steps. So yeah, I get that. The other thing you said in there, right. Is you've got this great staff member who kind of you know, pulls you back. Now it's funny that you're talking about you're out there building relationships. That's totally your collaborative side, right? Cause that's like pulling all those disparate pieces together and people together. I love that about you. Um, I also, but what you said in there is really important, which is find people who are different than you to balance you out and you balance them out, right? You probably pull that person further forward and that person kind of helps slow you down. I just had this, the a podcast we released today while we're recording this, um, we were having that whole conversation about you want someone who slows things down and someone who speeds things up to actually work together because it helps everybody. So we all need that person in our lives. Um, what is, as an instinctual collaborator, since we're on the topic, what's one piece of advice that you have for other everyday innovators of all styles who are looking to um, do what you've done, right? Innovate, influence, and, and make an impact in the world that you're in. Uh, well, I would say just keep looking for new, uh, exciting things. Uh, what I try to do is, and you know, engage the audience with new and fun. And like I said, that is including speakers, different venues, just different things that are happening with the times. Uh, just keep keep it positive, keep pushing forward, and enjoy enjoy what you're doing and enjoy life. Do you think? Do you get joy out of like? trying new stuff. Like if you pick a new venue, I know it's stressful too, right? Cause you're like, is it going to go well? A new venue, a new speaker, a new food, whatever it is. Do you enjoy that process of trying stuff new? Like I, I think for a lot of us that gets scary. So how do you, how do you think about that? Yeah, I do enjoy that. And you know, the balancing act, my staff person kind of gets nervous about that. So it works really well. <laughs> She's like, whoa, we're now. Because I get excited to do it. And, you know, she gets a little nervous to do it and we do it. And typically it turns out great. And if it doesn't, you learn from that. And, and nobody usually knows if it doesn't turn out great. So that's the upside. Well, that's the thing we have to remember is I think we think if something didn't go as planned or makes a mistake, that it's like an epic, embarrassing failure. But it really isn't because people probably enjoyed it. It just didn't go as well as you wanted it to. Yeah, most of the time, nobody knows. So keep going forward. And here's the other thing I've, I've learned. I think it's true at the event overall. As, as someone who speaks on stage, people are, don't want me to fail. They're not like they're not up there looking for ways for me to bomb. They want me to succeed because they want to have a good time too. And they want to learn something. And having, I think that mindset going into speaking for me is really helpful because when I get on stage, I look at a room, whether that's hundred people or 5,000 people, I know that they're rooting for me to succeed, not to fail. And I think that's true at like all the events, or actually I think it's true in life, right? We make mistakes. People aren't over there. Maybe some people aren't over there like, now she's going down for real, right? They're, they're, but people want you to succeed. So they're like, let me help her through the mistake, you know? 
you would think 99% of the people would be, right? There might yeah. be that one or two personality. Yeah. That sure. Yeah. 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 I, I would think, say yes, for sure. Yeah. So even if you made a mistake that was noticeable, I think people, most people want to help you through it, not hold you back. Some people want to hold you back, but most don't. Oh my gosh. Now, as always, so full of insights. I'm so appreciative of what you do, not just because we get to work together, which is always my favorite trip when we get to work together, but also just because you really have been a beacon of innovation and positivity and problem solving along the way. And, and as I was kind of alluding to in the beginning, the events industry on a normal day takes a lot of work and a lot of, of um it's just relentless when you're in the season of the conferences, right? It's just nonstop. And you add to that all the uncertainty and the chaos that's been created and still happening because of the world that we're in. So thank you for that and for your sharing your insights and wisdom with us. I'm gonna leave on one personal question, which is what's something we'd be surprised to learn about you? Well, I'm sure nobody knows that you and I have been trying to do a half marathon together that was if we're ever gonna get that done. But I'm excited about that if we can pull it off. I've always wanted to do that. So, you know, what's funny about that too is for us, it's like, it's a schedule issue. <laughs> like, Where do we find the time? Where, we, what city do we want to meet in? Yes. Maybe um, we can rally a whole team of everyday innovators. So if you're listening out there and you want to join a half marathon, call us. Cause we're, we're trying to find one. <laughs> Let us know if you have a good exactly. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Renell, Thank you so much. It's always good to see your face, but more importantly than that, thank you for sharing your brilliance with our world. Thank you, Tamara. I really enjoyed it. And I can't, I can't wait for our run. Me too. Congratulations. By listening to this podcast, you took another step towards becoming an everyday innovator. To leap forward, visit www.gotolaunchstreet.com and take the Innovation Quotient Edge Assessment to discover your unique everyday innovator style and access the Everyday Innovator Digital Magazine for the top tools, insights, and inspiration at your fingertips 24-7. Tomorrow, we'll be back with another Everyday Innovator conversation soon. In the meantime, if you got a nugget of value out of this podcast, let Tamara know by leaving a five-star review and comment. Your review equals more guests, more listeners, listens bigger impact until next time <laughs>